Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, episode 60. And of course, featuring the Young Kings Wrestling Sovereign Soundboard. As always, you can find us on most platforms streaming podcasts, including Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. If you're listening on iTunes, go ahead, leave us a review, man. Uh, go ahead, get some of them Black Lives Matter shirts as well. Get some of them uh, the Black Lives Matter pink shirts. Go ahead to our Teespring store. Get a logo tee if you want to just rep us while you're walking around the street, you know, in Walmart, in Target. You know, if you out here, hopefully masked up, you go out to the store, do whatever you got to do. You know, people going out having fun nowadays. So wear a shirt while you at it. <laughs> we don't hey. care. As a uh, as always, man, I'm TC Fontaine. Uh, joined by the returning Mr. 24-7 Malik Ricks. What's happening? What's going on? And uh, and, and just because we can never have nice things, we do not have a full party still. Uh, Mr. Reek Havoc is not here today, but uh, hopefully next show. You know, be he had a date tonight, so you know I mean, you know how Reek is. Oh uh, yeah, Grace, Grace sweatpants, Reek. <laughs> you already know. Was, man, he left us for a date. Man. <laughs> He got the he got the candle lit. He got the rose petals <laughs> walking. You know what I mean? You know, he, he in one of them Thursday thread suits. You already know. At the Motel Six. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Reek, man. Uh workaholic Reek. He out here, you know, just working, trying yeah. to make some money. You gotta make some bread, man. He started a new job. Now I don't I don't know. I don't know when we supposed to book Reek for the show now. Like, like before when he was working at the other job, like we we had a set schedule. I don't even know when he I don't even know he got a new job. Show you how much I be around. Or how or how much you don't pay attention to the group chat. I don't. We know. I don't even pay I don't pay attention to none of my group chats, honestly. You all got a lot of us. You all got a lot of us, bro. I don't. You, you don't my, fuck with us, just say that. You wanna see my ball dogs club? <laughs> <laughs> You want to see it? Like, look at that. Look at that. You ready? Where's the blue? Hold on. All right. Oh, he really don't say nothing. Oh, yeah. How many people in that one? It's four. Yeah, it's five in total, including me. But it's four other people. And man, It's three in ours, man. You can't, can't talk wrestling with your boys, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't like, te- I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't like texting no more. Voice chat, man. Yeah, you walk around. Hey guys, how you doing? I, hey fellas, did you see that new Powerball? Hey, it gets the point across, man. So yeah. I, I see. I'm looking in your background, being nosy, man. I see you got a Knights jersey hung up in the back there. I actually got two of the same jersey. My girl bought me one. And then my dad bought me one for Christmas. They're both uh, the glory. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like this most accessible jersey you can get out of everybody. Like. I, I, I can't tell you who else is on the team besides him. I wanted Ryan Reeves. He's, he's a black player on the team. And he does a does a PK brother still play on the team too? I do not know. Uh, uh, speaking of sports, man, shout out to my Dodgers breaking the curse. 30, 32 years, thirty two years, thirty three years, thirty two, thirty three years. I think they've been going up. Shout World out to Series, man. L.A. out here, Lakers. And then the Dodgers, he did it. So L.A. been beating, beating up on Florida, huh? Man. Oh, that's true. I didn't realize it until you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> they beating up a whole state. So maybe that's something for the election. Like, you know how both of them are different, different states. Go vote, please. But, hey, did you know that? Um, one thing, one thing. Rest in peace to Miss Corella. I had to throw that out there. My girl's childhood dog. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So if you're wondering, like, if the dogs eat the barking, you don't hear the broad voice anymore. Bar- the, 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 the top bark. She's no longer with Damn. us. Yeah. 
I wish yeah. I had an RIP. Uh, hey, hold on, man. We we gonna ooh, got I picked that that pick up. I hit my mic on accident. My fault. Uh, oh good. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta I gotta find some for for your girl's dog, man. Should have been gunshots going off to you, like bang, bang, bang. Oh yeah, I don't got all that, but uh, I think this is a perfect opportunity to segue into uh, our first segment here. Uh, our condolences to uh, friends and family of a uh, former ECW wrestler Tracy Smothers. He passed away today, earlier uh, at the age of fifty-eight. Um, he spent time in WCW and WWE as well. Uh, and as I mentioned, he was in ECW as uh, one of the original members of the full-blooded Italians. So big shout out to him. I've seen, uh, seen some of the posts today from a lot of, a lot of people in the industry. Uh, a lot of nice things said about him. So uh, I've seen, seen he wrestled in the Confederate flag, though. So not going to lean too far into that. So I'm going to just pay my respects. Uh, on a lighter note, today is also the 47th birthday of Hurt Business leader, MVP. Shout out to my guy, MVP. Showed us some love on the Twit Twit the other day, on the bird. Uh, what's your favorite MVP moment? I don't know if I really even have one. I think my favorite MVP moment really wasn't even a moment. It was just getting to see him live, up close and personal. At That's mine. Oh. <laughs> That's mine, too. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, after seeing him there, he goes off to WWE and he's doing what he's doing now. Bro. It's like, okay. It's like he reinvented himself once Like, he- bro, we, we we watch MVP wrestle um in a in a warehouse with, like, less than 100 people. Yeah. In December of last year. And then a month later, he in the WWE again. Yeah, it was like, you know, Oh, one of the old guys where he's like, oh, well, I wonder when he's going to retire. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's still going. He probably just doing it because he loves it. And then next thing you know, he's at the Royal Rumble. Then he becomes a producer backstage. Then he leaves from being a producer to being the leader of one of the biggest groups in WWE right now. So, One of the most entertaining groups, man. And uh, like, like I said on Twitter, they, they were, the her Business, they remind me of Full Force and House Party. Like, <laughs> everybody's like oh that it, it, like MVP like retweeted it on Twitter and then everybody's like oh man that made Ricochet kid and I was like you were right <laughs> like that's very accurate yeah so yeah. I, I think that that's my favorite MVP moment getting to see him in person uh when I didn't expect to and I'll also say uh MVP calling somebody a thought on live television on Monday Night Raw might be up there with one of my favorite moments in wrestling history, just in general. Yep. Not just from him, but just in general. He's also yep. quoted uh, E-40 a couple times. I was saying, do you think Vince has something to do with that? Like, No. You Call don't. her a thought. <laughs> Call her a thought, damn it. Maybe nah, she I don't like- think so. Hey man, uh, we 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 on a Wednesday night. You already know what you want to talk about first, man. Dynamite or Halloween Havoc? It's up to you, man. Honestly, it's up to you. All right, I'm gonna get Dynamite out the way. Uh, Halloween Havoc, I thought was really good. Dynamite, I don't think it was as good as Halloween Havoc was. But uh, we started off. We had Hangman Page defeated Wardlow. He moves on to the finals of the AEW championship number one contenders tournament uh eddie kingston uh beat matt seidel beat him down after the match uh we get a vignette with the ftr and the young bucks and the young bucks give an ultimatum ultimatum excuse me (laughs) 
similar to to Cody at full gear last year. If they lose, uh, they will not challenge for the titles ever again. So that should be interesting. Why are we recycling that? The same pay per view too. I, I'm I'm really just like kind of like frustrated with them, is because they're really running this like it's an independent promotion. And it's, you know, with the random matches every single week and the random storylines and storylines that's not complete. And, you know, like like I said, we're going to have a segment on here. I told TC earlier, I want Rick to do it too because I think Rick would be great at this. We're going to be, like, rewriting the storylines and stuff. And I've thought of a whole nother way of this Kenny Omega. I've, I've literally, I, I put my storyline with theirs today if you were to do it the same way. There's a few things you could change to just make this incredible, but what do I know? I'm not a professional wrestler or producer. Hey, but if you know how to tell stories, that, that's that's a part of it. I mean, it's we've been watching wrestling our whole life, so we kind of you kind of get an idea, of feel of how to do it. This this is just it's not long. It's just a quick way of you could have made it different. Me personally, I would have had Kenny turn on hangman cost them that match whatever fight fight hangman cannot get to kenny then you had their first rounds whatever blah 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 and then you could have had somebody like i wanted to say miro earlier but you could just do anybody in there let's say darby allen right have darby allen versus hangman page or yeah darby allen versus hangman page and um, honestly, hey, no, Darby Allen versus Kenny Omega. <clears throat> and honestly, have Hangman basically come in there and attack Kenny Omega, which gets Darby Allen disqualified, which moves Kenny Omega to the top of that Hangman already won his match tonight. Boom, you have this. Now, for this match, let's not make it a regular match. We could do something like a last man standing. This dude done did all this y'all done built up to this cool last minute standing uh honestly i wouldn't care who won this match either way let them just have a good match then whoever won this match could go on and beat moxley because i think it's time for moxley to give up the title and will eddie king do it i don't think so so i mean just little things bro little things it writes itself yeah it's, it's not enough heat uh with Kenny Omega for me, for my for my liking. Yeah. I don't like, like you could you could turn this dude into a heat magnet, but it's just not there. It's like he's a heel now, but it's like, but why did we have him turn on somebody? Why do we have a reason for him to, it looks like he's just mad because he loses? Like he lost that like he lost don't lose. Exactly. So it's like, I don't know. Doesn't make anyway. any sense. Yeah. Well, we're gonna see what happens, man. Uh next up, we get a AW town hall, a bunch of uh AW guys and gals giving their opinion on whether MJF should be allowed to join the inner circle. Uh MJF and Chris Jericho, uh they come face to face. Jericho says, uh, if you can beat me at full gear, you get to join the inner circle. So that should be cool. Uh we also got a an appearance from Eric Bischoff. So it's good to see him in. Uh, next up in a lumberjack match for the TNT title, Cody defeated Orange Cassidy. As a uh, thing, Malik having issues with the dogs here, so I'm gonna just wait for him to come back because I have a question for him. Go ahead, Go. he's back. All right, what? Well, who should Cody's next opponent be? Who should his next opponent be? I, I do not know. I. That's another problem I'm having with him. I need a champion that has not been in the WWE. All their champions, mostly all of them, has came from that background. I mean, I, of course, like I said, I would never mind Darby Allen winning, maybe Kip Sabian, maybe Sammy Guevara. Uh, Is that, that cancels out Miro. Yeah, that does. But I want Miro to go for the top two. So, I mean, Brian Cage, you have him. But I, I, I was thinking Cage. Also want Cage to defend that FTW title. Like, don't just have it here for no reason. Scorpio Sky is another one I would want to see win. You know, uh, 
Lance Archer, you know, like Jungle Boy, anybody that's just any anybody, you know. Um, that's I feel like they've been pushing. We've seen a lot of those matches already, though. Exactly. That's why he shouldn't be champion again. That's the thing. Like, what's the point of creating a new company when everybody from your company is old WWE guys wanting the title? Basically, the same thing that TNA did, and we see how that turned out. You got guys like Ricky Starks that can go up there and do the same thing. You have Ray Phoenix, Pentagon, uh, like somebody. You know what I mean? Like you, you have options. It's just you haven't pulled the trigger on these options. Joey Janela, even though he might not be be back for a while, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the at, at the roster right now, and you have options. It's just when are you gonna pull the trigger on? Dom DeMarco, DeMarco, DeMarco. No. Don't get me wrong. I like, I like these guys, but I'm looking at this, and it looks like a 2016 list. You have Mox as the champion. You have Cody as a the TNT champion. And FTR as the tag team champions. They all were champions in WWE. And you're trying to... They all held the equivalent to... Yeah, exactly. You're trying to divide yourself away from that company, but you're making these guys the top when you have talent. Darby Allen has showed up ever since he's got there. Sammy Guevara, the same. Kip Sabian, they ain't really display him that much. Joy Janela, the same thing. Like what what I don't I don't I don't wanna, I don't know. Maybe they're following in these blueprints. But at the end of the day, hey, you're you're not being hey, promised this. Quit ducking JTG. Yeah. You you the champ again, so let's let's make that happen. I just want JTG to get, you know, back on television. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Hey, uh, for the uh, NWA Women's World Championship, uh, brand new champion, Serena Deeb. She just won last night, defeating Thunder Rosa. Uh, she defeated uh, Layla Hirsch. That was a decent match. Uh, I Eves, but that was the worst pre-recorded promo I've ever heard. How do you botch a pre-recorded promo? I don't, I don't know. I see it a lot too, on, on and, and this is the thing where, where you kind of said they run it like an indie promotion. I see it all the time on indie promotions where it's just like pre-recorded promos. It to be some flubs in there. Yeah, it's like running back. You know, it's just TV. It's a take, bro. I mean, they probably ran out of time. Maybe I don't know. It's like we got to get this out. Let's hurry up. But I don't. I don't know. You had all day to do this. Uh. After that match, uh, we get a uh, Carl Sheeta backstage. Uh, she challenges Nyla Rose uh, for an AW Women's World Championship match uh, at Full Gear, uh, which uh, apparently was accepted because they announced it immediately afterwards. Um, Sean Spears defeated VSK. Uh, I did not see this match. I walked out of the room for literally 10 seconds and came back, and it was over. Yeah. Um. At ringside, we get a fan uh, in a costume antagonizing Sean Spears. Uh, turns out to be Scorpio Sky in a bull costume, and he uh, attacks Sean Spears afterwards. So, cool. Uh, and in the main event, uh, Kenny Omega defeated Peter Pentagon. Zero and 27 in AEW. Who? Peter Avalon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about right. He is zero this and year. Seven. No, this year he's 21 and two. He's 0 21 and two this year. And his career is AEW. He's 0 27 and two. Sounds about right. Because apparently uh, on AEW Dark is him and somebody else. And they had a gimmick where it was just like neither one of them had won a match. So it was like somebody had to win, but then the match went to a draw. Yeah. And, and AEW, I'm so mad what they've done with AEW. I don't know what to do. The uh, AEW Dark, I don't know what to do. Those first few episodes were to me amazing, but now these other, the, the, ever since then, it was just like, hey, you want to squash? Let's squash. AEW Dark is is a longer show than Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and it's full. If of you squ- take out Monday Raw, if you take out all the commercial breaks from Raw. AEW Dark is a longer show. 
and probably shouldn't be. And then you got people lying. So somebody pointed that out on Twitter earlier. And then you got people lying, saying like, oh, it was more enjoyable than raw. No, it's not. Stop lying. You're being you're being disingenuous to yourself. Do you dirt more than raw? Yes. Yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, in the main event on Dynamite, Kenny uh, <laughs> Omega defeated Pentagon to go to the finals of the AEW number one contenders tournament. Uh, rivalry. I'm ready to see that brother rivalry. I see it coming. Don't fumble this AEW. Nah, don't fumble it. Uh, this result, man. Anybody see anything else coming? No. When, when I seen the bracket, I think I was on that episode. When I first seen the bracket, I knew who was going to be at the end. I think I said it. Just because, and that's why I was saying, like, they could have made this a whole different thing than how the way it's been. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it, we love wrestling, but it's like you still have to have context to certain things. And what would have made this match even better than just, hey, they were the tag team champions. No, this dude just he turned on me. Like, this was my partner. We we, we, we held these titles forever, and now you just turn on me? Like, let alone my, the tag team champions. We was in an elite together. Like, what, what are we doing? You know? But it's just like, what, what, like you look at Kenny Omega, and you like, you know, the little kids just be getting mad for no reason. You be like, what you mad at? Yeah. That's how I'm looking at Kenny right now. Like, what, what, what are you upset about? Like, I don't know. You lost tag titles that you didn't really care about in the first place. Yeah, man, he's upset about that women division. I don't know. You be upset with yourself, bro. Yeah. That's all you. Um, on the other side of, of the coin. We had a NXT Presents Halloween Havoc, the first Halloween Havoc in 20 years, the first Halloween Havoc since 1995 to not be in Las Vegas. What? You could have, they could have found something out here. It's a little facility out here somewhere. They could have shot that at. I understand. Just, just, just for continuity purposes. Yeah. It was at the Capitol Wrestling Center, so. Which is, I, I just realized this about the Capitol Wrestling Center. They got a little, like, Thunderdome screens, and they have fans on the back. But, like, those fans aren't live. That's, like, stock footage of fans from the Thunderdome that they just reused over again. I noticed it, I, and I only noticed it when Eel Shirai, spoiler alert, we're going to get to that in a second. Eel Shirai uh, won. Chill uh, no, I don't. I don't know why you're listening. <laughs> You said what? This is not a spoiler alert. Like if they listening to our show, they should already have seen. True, it. we we had, we haven't gotten to that point yet in my rundown, so that's, that's why I said spoiler alert. Uh, and if, and if you didn't watch it, then is you just asked out in general. Uh, but when she won, I seen like there was nobody in the back reacting to her winning. Everybody was just like sitting there, like they were still watching the match. And I was like, oh, this is this is stock footage that they just put there. And then they got they got real fans there though now, right? Yeah, they got some real fans too though. And I think uh I think some of the the, the same situation they were doing on Raw and SmackDown uh before they did the Thunderdome. So I think it's a mix. How do you get to be a part of that? I wanna know. I, I, one of my one of my followers on Twitter was in a crowd a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah? Yeah. That's, That's cool. Uh I'm, but we oh yeah, what was you gonna say? collective that uh what, what do they call it do they have a name for the arena the capital wrestling center yeah i like you it's dope it's dope I, I want them to utilize those cages more in like certain matches and stuff but we'll get there hey let's run this down man uh starting things off uh for the north american championship and the devil's playground match which is really just a, a false count anywhere match uh <laughs> Johnny Gargano defeated Damian Priest uh, after uh, the Ghostface killer from Scream uh, hits Damian Priest with a with a lead pipe, and then Johnny Gargano hits him with a, a tombstone, and he falls off the stage. Uh, Johnny Gargano is the only two-time North American champion in NXT history. That was cool. Uh, next up, William Regal uh, comes to Cameron Grimes, and he's like, come with me to the parking lot. And he's just like scared shitless because he has to face Dexter Loomis uh, in a haunted house of terror match. <laughs> um, we get a promo from Pat McAfee. 
Pat McAfee is an amazing promo. Uh, he explains why he paid Rich Holland. Uh, he explains his partnership with Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch. Oni Lurkin, my guys, I'm so happy. I was that. so happy they won a championship. Like I was just like jumping up and down with joy. I was uh, like Oni Lurkin was like when I first started saying his name and like that, it became it was a joke. But like I've really grown into being a fan, and now, nice. now that that they gonna have well, continue, continue. I get into. Uh, next up, we get a uh, Kyle O'Reilly comes out. Uh, Dolo, fuck with yeah. that about. Uh, comes out solo. Dolo, and he's like, I take on all y'all. I don't care. Uh, here comes Pete Dunn with a couple chairs. Pete Dunn, welcome back to NXT. Welcome back to America. I don't know how you got over here, but we ain't gonna ask no money questions. talks. Um, comes out with two chairs. Gives one of the chairs to Kyle O'Reilly. It looks like they' about to go to war. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly uh, instead gets hit in the back with the chair by my guy Pete Dunn and uh, Pete Dunn, Pat McAfee, and uh, Oni Lurkin, Danny Birch. They just beat the shit out of Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, so you know what that means, Malik. What? War games. Yes, sir. Let's cover it up. Mm-hmm. We already got four on one side. Yeah, undisputed era, which they undisputed era. That's they match. They've been in every single one since it's been back, and why? Why not another one? Uh, and Pete Dunn did not forget about Takeover New Orleans. Clearly, exactly. Uh, next up, we got Cameron Grimes is kidnapped by uh Duke 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 Michael Hayes. Uh, as they go to the haunted house. Uh, next up, uh, Santos Escobar beats Jake Atlas. That was a good match. Uh, and then we get to the Haunted House of Terror, Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, and it, and this segment plays in perfectly to another topic we're going to discuss later on in the episode. Uh, we get a you know bunch of, it looks like, looks like The Walking Dead, basically. Or actually, The House of the Dead. Have you ever, you ever played that game like on the Dreamcast or in the arcade back in the day? The House okay. of the Dead, we just go in an abandoned house and just a bunch of zombies just pop out. No, I mean, I play zombies on Call of Duty. Well, House of the Dead is kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. In that game, I can never get past the first level, by the way. Um, Rhea Ripley and uh, Raquel Gonzalez, they finally competed, and the match was better than I thought it was going to be. Two yeah. big, you know, two big meaty women flapping meat. I don't think it worked that well. Oh, <laughs> uh, also backstage you get a uh, Drake Maverick is dressed up as Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and Killian Dane is dressed as the Shockmaster. Wow, that was fun. And I think I think this is the point because I've mentioned on the episode the past few weeks is just like at first I didn't like it, and then I've been saying it's been winning me over. I think Killian Dane dressed as a shock master has officially won me over for this team and his partnership. Because anytime anybody brings up the shock master, gets a pop out of me. Yeah. Shock master, the bot, probably the worst botch in wrestling history. It's probably the the worst that yeah your career ended before it really even started. <laughs> Get a second. You just botch it. Goodness gracious. His whole helmet came off and everything. For real? Who's under there? I gotta go. I'm watching that after we're done recording. Uh, Next up, uh, we get Cameron Grimes has ran back to the performance center on foot. Uh, He gets back and he's, uh, he's terrorized by zombies. Um, Dexter Loomis military presses one of the zombies into Cameron Grimes and it gets probably my my favorite wrestling call of 2020 from Wade Barrett zombies illegal in this matchup <laughs> yeah uh we also get a promo from Tommaso Ciampa he's basically a, a baby face again by default since you know who he's going up against uh you can't be a heel going up against him <laughs> you just you just you just naturally a face in real life. Yeah. 
Uh, and then in our main event, in the tables, ladders, and, and scares. Oh, man. I ruined that. Tables, ladders, and scares match. Uh, Io Shirai defeated Candice LeRae to retain the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, the Ghostface Killer from Scream tried to interfere again, but Shotzi was like, nah, fam. And uh, I wonder who the hell was the Ghostface Killer in the first match. Because I can, I can pretty much guess that the Ghostface Killer in this one was probably Indy Hartwell. Mm. But I don't know who it was in the first one. Shout out to Candice LeRae, man. This this woman is... I don't want to call her this just yet. But looking at her track, like, if you don't know her before WWE, you don't... She's like a, a woman Mick Foley. Yeah. Where she will do anything. Like, I think she was... Was that her in that viral video when a dude did the... We picks her up and, like, drops her on his knees and, like, she flings in the air? I gotta find uh- you mean Cedric it. Alexander? Well, I don't know if that that, probably that was that was Cedric Alexander. Really? Yeah, he hit the lumbar check on her. She just like bounced up in the air like ten feet. Yeah, I never realized that was Cedric Alexander. But yeah, that's his move, bro. That was what are the black dude you know hitting a lumbar check? This was before I even know who Cedric Alexander was. Oh, okay, I just seen it like three months ago for the first time. So. I don't remember when I first seen. It. I know I was crazy, but then I put two and two together. That's how I realized it was her. I didn't realize who did it, but yeah. Shout yeah. Like, <laughs> you can see the blade marks on her forehead. Yeah. She has blade marks, bro. Yeah. Candice LeRae got blade marks. What other woman got blade marks? So can we can we give her that name on here? She's like the, she's, she's the woman Mick Foley. Can we give her that? Chick Foley. Chick Foley. Candice LeRae, Chick Foley. Don't take it's, our name. It's been crowned. Everybody officially. Take that. It's been crowned right here. On the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> officially knighted. <laughs> hey, man. So uh, we did not get the recording episode this past week. And we talked a little bit about it uh, on the uh, Hell in the Cell recap. But but last week I thought had some some very fun, entertaining segments uh, across all three main shows, um, Dynamite, Raw, and SmackDown. Uh, on Raw, we get the Elias concert, and uh, I ain't checked out his album yet. But a couple of the songs I heard, he got some slappers. He got some 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 hits, so I'm gonna have to check that out here. Uh, speaking of checking out albums, go go listen to that Ty Dollar Sign if you haven't yet. Also got some slaps. Um, you know, AW we had uh had the Chris Jericho, MJF steak dinner musical, which I thought was amazing, and uh and we had Law and Otis on Friday, uh which I, I we need more Law and Otis segments. So I, I love ridiculous stuff like this, man. Like I'm. I'm an attitude era kid, man. Yeah. All the ridiculous stuff we saw in the attitude era wasn't even as bad. I mean, uh, wasn't even as good, rather. Like this stuff right here is entertaining. That stuff was just like cringeworthy bad when you look on it. Like, like a 70-year-old woman giving birth to a hand. Ridiculous. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. Uh that whole little thing was Japanese. Mobster is trying to cut off Val Venus's dick. Stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. It was just is it's bad. But at the time, people loved it. You mean to tell me this stuff is that bad, bro? I, I think it's just the, the times we're in on where it's not working. Me personally, I really didn't I didn't hate it, didn't love it. Like I really just didn't care. Like I just thought it was I love silly shit, man. Um only thing I don't like is when it's like important shit, like, like the money in the bank. Like I feel like some stuff like, but then I feel like some stuff like that should be like, you know, that, that's a for real great prize just because what comes with that. But that but, was also the point of their whole story too, though. Leading up to that segment was that like this guy doesn't take this briefcase seriously enough. Yeah, I mean, to me, like I said, that's why I've never got why he won because I never thought they were going to put the title on him, but. Um, you don't got to worry about it now. 
Yeah, me personally, like it was like whatever. It is what it is. Like when you look at the match this year, they didn't really take the match that serious. So it's like, I mean, the winner and all this stuff together, it's like uh, I'm not surprised that they had a law and order segment over this. Like, okay, great. You know? So then to that now, if it was like somebody else, like if it was like freaking Jeff Hardy or something, or AJ Styles or Sammy, Sammy Zayn, like I'd be like, all right, that was BS. But it's Otis. It's, it's the Miz Morrison and Otis. You can you can do silly stuff like that. Yeah. And it's still it got it, it got the point across. Yeah. Miz got the briefcase now. He he's he's credible, quote unquote. Like people didn't think Otis was credible. And probably he wasn't. Yeah. Miz, he's a former money in the bank holder. That's all you know I'm saying. Now had this been for like the 24-7 championship, that would have been dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. But- it, it is what it is, like honestly. Like, um, people complain about everything, they complain about wrestling, the styles of wrestling, and now they complain about of the entertainment. And I don't, I don't know, me personally. Yeah. I don't and uh, I seem to have pissed off a bunch of people on Instagram, and they're like, Ah, oh, this is what's wrong with the business now. And I'm like, Uh, but it's like, no. What? Business. Like it's like this is why the business is dying. Like the business is gonna die. I was like, fam, we we've had legitimately awful segments before on wrestling. We yeah. had like I mentioned May Young giving birth to a hand. The business did not die. We had like Judy Bagwell on a pole match in WCW. It did not die. Bobby Lashley's sisters. He died. <laughs> huh? I said the business didn't die, but WCW did. That was in 2000. It was on his last legs anyway. That was in like late 2000. It was going to die. But like, like, you remember Bobby Lashley's sisters? Yeah. Did it? It was terrible. This what I don't get about people. Katie Vick? If, if we're still watching wrestling, it's never going to die. Katie Vick? Yeah, like why are we worried about outside mainstream media people? Like, no, I don't want it to be mainstream. If people cared enough, WWE probably would have got shut down after Katie Vick. Yeah, disrespectful as hell. Like, you remember Donald Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah, yeah. That was super offensive. You remember, remember Barack Obama was- versus Hillary Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> what was that, capital, uh, capital Punishment? That was on Raw. But didn't they have a pay-per-view with them, like theme, them going at each other? No. That was I was on Raw. That was that was during the election year on Raw. Yeah. You remember you remember when Vince McMahon was a doctor and he was doing Jim Ross's colonoscopy? Vince Vince McMahon made men kiss his behind on TV. On live TV. And the business did not die. Bark like a dog. They had a miscarriage storyline. Which ended. In a guy punting a fake baby into a crowd. <laughs> Shout out to Snisky. Yeah. And the business did not die. Michael Cole got raped by John Heidenreich in the locker room. <laughs> in the business. Muhammad Hassan. The, the last time we saw him on TV. That could have killed, that could have killed it too. And honestly. Chris Benoit. I'm about to say that. Yeah. If that doesn't kill it. If Chris Benoit didn't kill the business, a fucking steak dinner musical isn't going to do a thing. Yeah. Come on, fam. What do you expect out of Chris Jericho and MJF? It's Chris Jericho and MJF. What, what, what do exactly. you expect? When they say a steak dinner... That that's that's exactly what I thought of. The worst thing about the steak dinner segment, I said this was that MJF ordered a, a porterhouse steak. Well done. That's that was the worst thing about it. I don't do that. Facts. Facts. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Trish Stratus bark like a dog, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, huh? one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. Worst thing about being a wrestling fan is everybody wants to be a critic. Everybody wants to say what's good for the business, what's not good for the business. 
hey, uh, I don't like small wrestlers, but I don't like the biggest wrestlers. Why are people doing flips? Big guys are doing flips now. Why are people doing like it's you're never going to be satisfied. No. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, just enjoy it. You don't have to watch certain stuff. You can literally turn it off. You know? You don't have to watch it. Like I say, me personally. Or you just not complain about it, man. I watch Impact. And Impact every week, like, over over the summer, they were doing this Wrestle House thing with, with Ty Valkyrie and uh, Johnny Swinger. And they had a bunch of people in the house. And, and the segments were a good, like, five, seven minutes long. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't really care about it. So what did I do? I just I tuned it out. I didn't pay attention to it. Like some people probably like it. So it is what it is. I didn't I didn't really care for it. And then now they've been doing some some things. They had a I haven't watched Impact this past week yet, so I'm gonna have to go today to Twitch. Uh but it was a wedding between Ty Valkyrie and Johnny Swinger. And all the segments leading up to that, same thing. I tuned out. <laughs> like I don't really care. But I'm not gonna trash it. I'm not gonna talk about how I don't like it. I just I just don't watch it. I mean, that's the worst thing about wrestling fans is everything has to be on Twitter. Like everything has to be on Twitter. Every opinion, everything spelled. Yeah. Like me, like like I said, I just gave a, a huge rant about AEW. Not even like the fullest one I wanted to give. But if you look at my Twitter, it's nothing on there. Why? Because hey. There's really no need to say it. If you really want to say something, you want to give your opinion. I advise you to start a podcast. Will people listen? I don't know. But Probably not. Keep it. Like me, I've literally unfollowed all like wrestling pages pretty much because one, I'm tired of spoilers. Like after this year, when I seen Edge come out and I didn't know he was going to come out, that feeling was like the best feeling in the world. And it's like, all right. It must be I nice. Need... <laughs> yeah. I need that again in my life. So. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing. You know that. who spoiled Edge's return for me? Didn't did the, you see the him? the official WWE on Fox Twitter? Yeah, like five seconds before I heard his music hit, I was like, "Bro!" And that was a sad day too. That it was. was. Let's not talk about it. Uh, yeah, we yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, but Edge and MVP showing up made that day better. Yes. At least MVP, I was legit surprised for. Like, I heard that music. I heard that Silk the Shocker. Yo, shout out. I got to meet both of them. Well, I actually, I got to say what's up to Romo and I, Romeo, and I got to talk to uh, his youngest son. You met little Romeo? Well, this is my second time meeting him. I met him when I, was, when I was really young, and this week we was all in Phoenix together. So, yeah. My boy was up at ICDC. <laughs> trying to get that learning on. I see you, Malik. Trying to get your degree. You know what I'm saying? Look at you the, sitting look. on the couch watching life pass you by. You just signed up for Everest. Yes, sir. What? Everest? Yes, sir. The Art Institute. Wasn't that DeVry? I wonder how much did they pay Jerry Springer and in, uh, in Maury? Maury. Them, them commercials come on, the, on that on those two hours. Hey, them commercials come on every any commercial they got. They 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 there. That daytime television. Yeah, they, I think all them colleges shut down though. I think DeVry is still up. Probably. I remember all them, all them scams anyway. What, what what college is that? All colleges are scams. I found out my college was a scam. I figured that out. Like I was talking to one of my classmates. We was just talking, and we was like, yo, this shit low-key a scam, bro. Like, we we basically are unpaid interns, but we we pay to be interns to build build set designs and build costumes and act. That, that's 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 a whole I have zero interest in, in doing any sort of design for theater. I want to be an actor. I mean, that's, that's what I'm in school for, but I gotta do all this other stuff and I gotta pay for it. I don't want to. Me and my boy had a whole conversation about college athletes being paid. And pay college actors, nigga. Any anywhere these kids are generating money, pay them. Something. Like don't just pay me an education. Like Yeah. We still got bills to pay. Like we like especially in college, we adults, man. 
We got bills. We got stuff to do. Let's go to all my people in college. If you in college and you're going for a certain type of degree, especially media, acting, and all that, start this shit now. Don't wait till you graduate to to then start it. Start it now. Start it while you in college. You paying for it. You paying like man, build your audience as much as you build as you going for your degree. So maybe when once you do get your degree, you have an audience. That's just a plus. That's a bonus. That you have that degree. But hey, what I know. I went to college for a semester. Bang, 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 bang. I realized that it wasn't for me. And I started my social media sites. And then I got to doing photography, did podcasts. And it's just, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm not where, like financially, where I want to be. But, you know, it, I see it coming. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's light so, at the end of the tunnel, man. Yes, sir. Start start your business now, bro. Don't wait till you graduate. Oh, walk around. Hey, I got this piece of paper. They're going to look at you like, okay, bro. Oh, all right. So did how many other kids in your class graduate? There's only one job. It's not 400. There's only one. But anyway, back to wrestling. Just the truth. And, and you wrestling fans, look, y'all want to be bookers, y'all want to be writers, man, go do it. Go to your local wrestling school and start writing. It's not as easy as you think. It ain't. Goodness gracious. Speaking of local wrestling schools, man, hey. this Saturday, shout out to our guys at Versus Pro Studios, the uh, the only pro wrestling and esports arena all together in Las Vegas. Hey, man, Boulevard Brawls. Uh, I call them spooky fights this Saturday on Halloween. Young Kings Wrestling will be there. We will be there. Yo, shout out to them. Building up the- portfolio. Yes, sir. Shout out to them for messing with us, man. Like when I went there, bro, it was just so so amazing. It's just an easy time. So- See, like I'm not gonna say names, but me and Malik, you know, we we we've had some uh some encounters uh with with some uh. You know, with some with some local businesses, and so Malik was just real timid when I when I'm telling him about verses. You know, you know, me and Malik been on this journey, been on this media journey for about uh, about two years now. Damn, Malik has been two years, bro. Uh, damn, where'd the time go? This an OG episode. <laughs> yeah, it's just us. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, where'd the time go? We do have Reek. We might have to add one more person, but that 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 comes later. Yeah. Hey, but uh, yeah, we've been on this journey for about two years now. So, you know, from from wrestling to to boxing, uh, to a whole bunch of other stuff, basketball. Like, you know, we've been grinding out here, and we we we've encountered some people left, you know, a little sour taste in our mouth. So, uh, you know, Malik, I, I've been I've been rocking with Versus since August. Uh, Malik went to his first, uh, the last Boulevard Brawls at the beginning of this month on the third, I believe it was. He was there, and uh, my my guy, he was a little timid, a little bit. Uh, when you went in there, like he didn't know, like what he should do, or he just thought, like I'm telling him, like bro, they are cool people. Yeah. Like they'll let you do whatever. I was, I was like, man, is is when you get treated a certain type of way. Like me, I look at people if not how you treat people. You know, when there's just something like we, it's, it's how you treat people in general. And so you get treated a certain type of way and then, you know, you hear this other stuff. And like I say, you know, being at other events, dealing with wrestlers and stuff like that. And I'm seeing how the way wrestlers like treat their fans is like, all right. Then you go to a, a promotion and they don't treat you as great. And he's like, okay. And you know what I mean? And so maybe you hear something else, you like, Okay, but then when I went there and they were all just like, oh, what's up? You know, they treated me, my girl, and it was like, they was like, hey, do whatever you want. You know what I mean? You know, I could do whatever I want. Basically, just don't fuck up the show. That's yeah. it. And that's it was, simple. Got amazing pictures. We did amazing things. Made a few relationships with some of the wrestlers. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's why we were we rocking with Versus. Shout out to them. Shout out to Versus, man. Uh, if you in Las Vegas, if you're not in Las Vegas, uh, you should still come to Las Vegas. 
and just watch some good wrestling. You know, this this ain't your typical indie promotion. These these are these some names in here that that you know well known around the industry. Like I met RVD a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I'm telling him like you know I'm talking to RVD off the record about a RVD CBD. And so I'm like, oh yeah, uh, you know, Wes, you know, the you know, one of the co-owners at Versus, I'm like, yeah, Wes told me about this. Uh, you know, he said it, you know, helped his injury right up. And so, you know, uh RVD, his girlfriend, Katie Forbes, he was like, Oh, yeah, I go to Versus. Like, so RVD girl trains at Versus. So you might see RVD at Versus one day. Yes. Uh, I I seen uh Chris Bay from Impact was up at Versus a couple times as well. Yo, yo, we gotta get some of these wrestlers some interviews. They gotta come and do a show. Even the owners of Versus, man. Like, like, like I said, when I'm treated well by got people, an interview with Wes from Versus, Wes Logan, uh, aka Beast. Got an interview with him on our YouTube page. Go check that out. We gotta get a full length podcast. One of them though. Facts. Let me finish my promo though, Malik. I'm sorry, I just showed. Them. <laughs> It's like the third talk. <laughs> uh, this Saturday on Halloween, if you in Las Vegas at 2 p.m. at Boulevard Mall, uh, free, free 99, spooky fights, social distance seating, masked seating as well. Some good wrestling, not just your typical indie promotion with no namers. Uh, we got a sledge from Ring of Honor. We'll be making an appearance this weekend at Versus for free. So I'm talking about Ring of Honor contracted wrestlers for free. People you've seen on, you know, you've seen them on Impact Wrestling before in the past. Uh, they will be there. Uh, some people you might have seen on WWE at one point in time. They will be there. Uh, as, as well as, you know, some, some mainstays. Uh, I'm just throwing some possible names out. I don't know who all going to be there, but... Uh, you know, you might you might see the, the Michael Jackson impersonator Santana Jackson. He might slide through. You know, he he be on a few shows. Shout out to him. Uh, Ricky Mandel uh, from uh, you know probably more familiar with uh, Lucha Underground uh, viewers. He is he is a trainer at Versus Pro Wrestling. He's giving me some tips on improving my character. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'll be attending promo class at Versus, man. And Ricky Mandel be there giving me pointers on my on my character. Okay. Ricky Mandel, aka uh Ricky Mundo. You know, he he, you know. Yes, sir. You know who Mundo is, Johnny Mundo. Johnny yeah. Drip Drip. Hey, hey, ho, ho. I'll say. <laughs> These are some of the people that be at Versus. It don't just it's not it's not a, it's not a backyard wrestling promotion. This is legit. Nah, this is the best wrestlers in Las Vegas. They yes. get on television, bro. Yes. They be on TV. They are legit. So come through, man. It's free. Me and Malik gonna be there. We can take your photo too. Free photos for me and Malik. Just come find us. Ringside. We're gonna be ringside. We're gonna be ringside. I will be dressed as Stone Cold Steve Austin because it's Halloween. I'm gonna be dressed as Malik. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> you gonna be dressed as Malik? Yeah. It's yeah. boring. What? I'm gonna be dressed as Stone Cold. What? Who? Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? And that's my How you doing? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Right she was waiting. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's my dad's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Actually, it's going to be on Halloween. So, oh, your dad's birthday on Halloween? Yeah, and my girlfriend's little sister. So, got a busy day on Saturday. Hey, spooky, spooky. But I'm definitely going to be at the Versus show. Hands down. Facts, man. I will be there too. Come and check us out. Come and check out Young Kings Wrestling. Uh, I don't got nothing else to talk about, Malik. Yeah, man. Me neither. <laughs> it's been real, man. TV at all. You said what? I said I've barely been watching TV at all, bro. I've been watching some classic matches, though, man. Becky, I keep saying Becky, Bailey and Sasha, bro, they don't miss. Like, yo, so which, which match has been your favorite out of their three matches on pay per view? 
Is this including NXT? Yes. Out of the three matches, uh, Brooklyn, TakeOver Respect, and Hell in a Cell 2020, what, what has been your favorite match? It's still Brooklyn. Bro- Brooklyn was, it was different. I think that Brooklyn match, to me, my opinion, that match is what took women's wrestling from one level to the level it's, that, that, that was the engine, that was the start. You know what I mean? We have other things that got it to the height it is now, but without that match, I don't know where they would be. They they started like I was like I was thinking the other day. I was like, these four, these, them, them four, that 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 core four, the four horse women, like what they've did for women's wrestling in this little bit of time is legendary. Is is really legendary, and to, and I think they have so much left in their career. What else can they do? And we have these other women coming up, bro. It's crazy. So I just want to show my appreciation to them, all four of them, because it's like. Charlotte, she's what ten-time world women's champion. Now? Twelve, twelve. You know what I mean? Becky was is the reason why Bailey and Sasha Grand Slam. Yeah, Becky's the reason why we had a women's main event at WrestleMania. I mean, she wasn't the reason, but I, I get what you're saying. Man, that that character, yes, that definitely the reason. It was going to be a women's main event with or without Becky. I highly doubt it. Uh, Ronda Rousey was main event in WrestleMania regardless. And it would have got the same thing as Triple H and Roman Reigns that year. They would have booed that shit out the building. Maybe. Uh, she still was main event. She was the reason. Becky made that match. I don't even like Ronda like that, but let's be real. Like, No, I'm, I'm hey, it, it possibly. But Becky made that match what it was. She did. And that says stuff itself. You know what I mean? Uh, and like you said, Sasha and Bailey to me, that's like that that rivalry is is up there, is up there. Let alone, and I'm not saying women's rivalry. I'm talking about rivalries. Period, is up there. Um, my favorite match, it used to be the Iron Man match. Uh, uh-huh. I used to like that better than the Brooklyn match because I'm a devil's advocate. Uh, and I, I also legit liked it better. But I watched that uh that untold uh-huh. last month and I found out that they they did that whole match on the fly at Brooklyn. Yeah, I like that one better now. But this hell in a cell match was just dope. Like it, it was it was a bunch of spots that were creative that I hadn't seen before. And they they didn't feed into their limitations like the previous two. Sasha Banks didn't swing a chair, thank God, because she can't swing a chair to save her life. It's just yeah. she's just too little for that, and right. she can't get put through tables either because she's also too little for that. So <laughs> when you try to put Sasha Banks through a table and she don't go through it, it just ruins things a little bit. Exactly. So they, they stayed away from those spots that they knew wouldn't wouldn't come off, and uh, they did some creative stuff. She was able to go through a pair of kendo sticks, so they did that instead. And it came off very well. And that looked like that hurts, bro. It did. That looks like that's deadly. I didn't like the the little spot they did with the sunset flip into the to the chair in the turnbuckle area. I didn't like that. Is I don't I don't like I don't like chairs and heads connecting to each other after you know knowing what we know about that type of thing. So yeah, so like when I watch old stuff, I'm like <laughs> chair shot to the head. I don't like it. Back in the day, they did chair shots like it was just a regular punch. Like parsley. Yeah, like now it's like you might get it occasionally like Kyle O'Reilly at War Games when he hit the rope and it popped him and hit him in the head. Like he's not doing that every day. So, you know, you know, occasional one, uh, I let that slide. But, you know, but back then that day was just whack. whack. What I see, I think it was Randy Orton Undertaker. Can we talk about that untold? Can we talk? I haven't been. I've I have not finished all the way, but we can talk about it. But I do want to talk about the Undertaker, uh, since because he was on my mind. We was talking about chair shots, uh, that segment with him and Chris Canyon on SmackDown, very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, especially when like you consider that he was probably hazing Canyon the entire time, makes it even more uncomfortable, especially when you know that he wasn't. Canyon wasn't accepted in the locker room and he ended up killing himself. I can't really watch that segment too much. It's like all these things just tying together. Yeah. 
Yeah. R.I.P. Kenyon. Who better than Kenyon? Hey, let's talk about this untold. Let's get out of here, man. What'd you think about it? Man, it was dope, bro. That really made me go and like right now watching like their whole rivalry segment story, everything about Undertaker and Randy Orton. And when Randy Orton was like, he hit Taker with a chair and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And Taker looked at him and said, your receipt is coming. Bro, I know that had to be the most terrifying thing in the world. When, it was like, when the receipt come in? Yeah, and he don't tell you. And y'all have matches after that? Like I said before we recorded, I was like, man, what if, what if he waited like five years to do it? He just like caught him slipping at the rumble or something. Like, yeah, you remember, nigga? <laughs> I ain't forget. Uh, and then Helen saw he was like, oh, it's coming. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. But no, nah, bro. My That might be my really favorite version of Randy Orton. The legend killer, it, to me, I think that's... So I think we had that conversation on here one time, like accidentally. But yeah, that the legend killer, man, that was that that was something. And 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 to hear Randy messed up, and Undertaker still did what he did for him, and to take him like almost under his wing, like mm-hmm. that's dope. Like that's that's a great thing about the WWE Network, and why I've always said let's save the network is because we get to hear these stories of matches now that we've grown, bro. All these stories from when we was a kid and all that stuff, like that's dope and. It makes me just go back and rewatch that whole SmackDown era, and then I see stuff like Eddie Guerrero on there. And I, I, I'm a SmackDown kid because I didn't have cable for a long time, so you know what I mean. That's why I've always liked SmackDown more than Raw. Like I've like been kind of biased towards them, um, but yeah, that Untold is amazing. And please keep doing them. WWE don't just randomly not do anymore like you do all your other shows. That might be their best show. Yeah, yeah. These stories are amazing. I really want to see one with Jeff Hardy and uh, Joey Mercury. From the Armageddon ladder match? Yep. That'd be cool. I want to see. There's a few with, like, the Hardys I want to see, but we're probably not going to get them for a while. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Until my man retires. Yeah. Hey, man. This has been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. I'm TC Fontaine with Malik Ricks. Man, plug your socials, brother. Man, Malik.LV, one or two Ks. They're both me. I'm, I'm giving up. <laughs> you know what? Actually, it's funny because I don't think Malik listens to our shows, but I gave up a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I, I don't listen to my show. I'm sorry. I, I need to actually do that. <laughs> But after like after I already discussed it, I don't listen to it. I'm gonna listen back to it to see how we sound sometimes, and I'll be like, "Are right, we cool?" Okay. Well, Our conversation be entertaining me, bro. Yeah. Just listen back to it, like, "Oh, them boys is funny." <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I actually thought about it this week, and uh, depending on how I'm feeling next week about it, we might be able to talk. Cause it's just sitting there. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hey man, you can find me at tc.fontaine on Instagram. I don't post. I was going to post a couple weeks ago and I didn't actually, I did post a couple weeks ago. My Los Angeles Lakers won their 17th NBA championship. And I posted about it, but I might post something else from my portfolio. And, and the Dodgers just won too. The Dodgers won too last night. So shout out to LA. I might put Randy Newman, I love LA as an intro on this episode for celebratory purposes. What about Ty Dollar Sign? Put some Ty Dollar Sign on here. LA. We need that Ty Dollar Sign LA. I'm putting Molly in my IV. That's my favorite song on it with, with Thug and Future. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh my favorite song. I don't know. I, I'm liking him in that uh Kalani joint. I skipped that one. I ain't gonna lie to that. Oh, that one's kind of fire. I did like the one with Kanye. 
Pretty good Ty Dolla Sign album. It's fire. All his albums are good. And we're going to close this episode out with a conversation to Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> Yo, that's how you know. Ain't no other wrestling podcast like us. It's most wrestling podcasts probably don't even know who Ty Dolla Sign is. But yeah. there's, there's, I, I can guarantee you there, there's three that I know for sure. And everybody else I don't know. Yeah. Three. Uh I'm I'm gonna shout I'm gonna shout these guys out because they always show us love. Uh know the ropes, my guys out there. And I, I really rock with them because they from the Midwest like me. So shout out to them. Uh Mark Marks with Mikes and uh and the Black Announce Table podcast. Also the first Black Champ podcast. They're probably the only ones outside of us who know who Ty Dollar Sign is. Yeah. The other thousands of wrestling podcasts, I doubt it. When when no from a can of paint. So five out of a thousand is not bad. Not bad, man. We got a Todd Dollar Sign segment on a wrestling podcast. Dude. And that's how we close things out. <laughs> we out of here. Gone. Gone. See, when Reek is on here, he never gets it. Malik <laughs> come back and it's just perfect. The memories. Thanks, y'all.